Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Clocked In with the Press, hosted at Altman Studios in Brentwood, California. We are here to spread some news, spill some tea, and make sure that you, our listeners, are both informed and entertained. Not everything stated in this podcast is supported by or reflects the beliefs of the press, so if you disagree with me, don't be afraid to tell me on Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn or on Facebook at ThePress.net. I am your host, Caitlin Gleason, clocking in. So for the story of the day, the labor shortage on a national and a local scale has become more and more significant as the days have gone by. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, by the end of April 2021, job openings rose to an unprecedented 9.3 million, as well as the fact that unemployment was at 5.9% at the end of June 2021. Before we go too deep into that story, here are the top stories of the week. A Contra Costa County deputy sheriff will not be charged in the aftermath of a shooting that took the life of a Discovery Bay man nearly three years ago. An investigation completed by the Contra Costa County District Attorney's Office concluded that Deputy Matthew Gauthier lawfully shot and killed 41-year-old Paul Ridgway during an encounter in Unincorporated Martinez, December 5, 2018. According to the report released by the DA's office, Ridgway ran from Gauthier and a struggle between the two men ensued. Ridgway produced a handgun and fired at point-blank range at Gauthier, narrowly missing the deputy. Gauthier separated himself from Ridgway and fired eight times. Ridgway was pronounced dead at the scene. A press release issued by the Contra Costa County Office of the Sheriff at the time of the shooting noted that Ridgway had an extensive history of contact with the police for a wide variety of criminal activity. It was also noted that he was a confirmed member of the family-affiliated Irish Mafia and an associate of the Nazi Lowriders, both of which are white supremacist prison and street gangs. The DA's report concluded, quote, The evidence shows that Contra Costa County Sheriff Deputy Matthew Gauthier acted in what he actually and reasonably believed to be self-defense and defense of others. The examined evidence does not support the contention that the shooting of Ridgway was criminal, end quote. Next up, the consolidation decision between the ECC, FPD, and CONFIRE was once more delayed. It was originally scheduled to consider the matter during its August 10th meeting. Instead, CONFIRE Chief Louis Broscard III opened the meeting by pulling the item off the agenda, noting that the ECC, FPD Board of Directors had expressed some concerns with the pending resolution. If approved, the resolution will result in an application to the Contra Costa Local Agency Formation Commission to approve CONFIRE's annexation of the ECC FPD. The CONFIRE Board is expected to take the issue up again at its next meeting scheduled for September 14th. Talking about meetings and schedules, school is back and a local college is ready for it. Los Medanos College is preparing to welcome fall students to a new Brentwood location. Funding for the new college was achieved through local legislation, Measure A in 2006 and Measure E in 2011, the combined sums of which totaled roughly $65 million. After securing this funding and working through nearly a decade of planning and preparation, the opening was further delayed by the pandemic, pushing it back from September of 2020. The 55,000-square-foot campus is set to serve as the new permanent home of Los Madonos' Brentwood classes, which were previously housed in the shopping center on Sand Creek Road. Fall classes begin on August 23rd, with a limited number of classes being held in person. 
Lastly, police are on the lookout for a hit-and-run suspect. East County authorities released a video of a July 16th motorcycle crash east of Discovery Bay and are asking for public assistance in identifying the responsible driver. The video shows an individual in a red truck unsafely attempting to pass motorists on State Route 4 in unincorporated San Joaquin County before clipping an oncoming motorcyclist. The motorcyclist sustained moderate injuries after crashing into the water 15 feet down an embankment, according to the incident report. The driver, after hitting the motorcyclist, then drove off from the scene. The video and images of this incident and the hit-and-run driver can be seen on our website at www.thepress.net or our YouTube channel, The Press Hometown News. Those were the top stories of the week. Back to the topic of the day. Here to discuss it with me is multimedia consultant and content creator for the press, Andy Rulota. So, tell me about yourself. Well, uh, so I've been in uh, multimedia consulting, or actually I should say I've been in content creating for close to 15 years now. Uh, Been a passion of mine since I was a kid. Bought my first camera when I was 15. Been doing it professionally since I was 20. And uh, here we are. Okay, so do you prefer doing like photography or videography? It started off with photography. Um, actually, no, I, I lied. It started off with videography when I um, bought my first motorcycle. Mm. Um, so I would record myself riding bikes, but also because, you know, insurance purposes, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually ended up making a lot of, you know, different uh, mashup clips uh, as I went on rides. Got my first digital SLR camera when um, I went on my first cross-country ride. Uh, oh, like, like how many states did you end up hitting on that ride? Um, so when I say cross country, I just mean like cross state. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. and, well, it was it was it was a total of like fifteen hundred miles. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, and we did this in a day and a half. Yeah, it was it was fast. We were you know we were trucking along. So um, like they, so fast, like red lights didn't exist, or just the speed limit didn't. No, exist? you know, so you know, it, it was it was a cross between like going down Highway One, up coming back up Highway Five. So a lot of those miles were accrued just mostly in a straight line. Mm. You know, so uh, but and other than other than that, you know, just a lot of sightseeing. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. And so right now, you know, you're doing a lot of sales and advertising work, you know, for the press. Um, and so when it comes to things such as businesses, a lot of them are experiencing, you know, negative impacts of the labor shortage, you know. So because of the tighter labor market, you know, firms are increasing salaries more than had originally been expected this year. And they're saying that 46% of respondents reported that a delay in filling vacant positions has an incredibly negative impact on revenue, according to, to, you know, the Washington Business Journal. And so what are your thoughts on the labor shortage in relation to small or local businesses? Uh, You you know, as a person who, you know, owned a small business um, back in San Jose, um, I never had any staff to to deal with, but uh, overhead is overhead. Mm-hmm. And right now, the the demand for certain services and certain products are are kind of in limbo, if you will. Um, a lot of people are making decisions based off of like you know their needs versus their wants. Mm-hmm. So I think um, in terms of how businesses are looking to recruit. Uh, new employees i think it's more that how are the people applying for these jobs right are looking um for their own self-benefit right 
Okay, okay. So, you know, from what I found in my research, there are some who say that workers' rights and labor standards in places like fast food restaurants and other locations um, increased post-pandemic. So TLDR, people are really tired of low wages for difficult working conditions and are now demanding, you know, better conditions for them to return to work. And then another factor in the labor shortage that companies have to conquer is that right now, unemployment is paying about $600 a week, which if we were to put it into a 40-hour week, is about $15 an hour. And so when you tie this back to the idea of retail or fast food places where part-time workers or even full-time workers, you know, they're only making between $13 and $14 an hour, there's this idea that as long as a person stands to make more money through unemployment, it might be difficult to provide a financial incentive for people to return to work in those really customer interaction-heavy positions. So what are some things that you have heard of in terms of people's reasonings to not return to regular work? Um, I think a good answer for this, and actually there's multiple answers for this. Uh, One is, I think the state, on a state state level, I think across the board needs to be $15 an hour. Mm. Um, You know, and because a lot of different cities are running, you know, at a $13, $14 minimum, while some cities like San Jose versus Antioch I was actually at 15 now, right? So that's something that a lot of people if would be looking into. If Since I moved out here to, uh, you know, Brentwood, mm-hmm. this county, Contra Costa, um, is not at $15 an hour. Mm. It's, it's, I think, at 14, 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually prevented me from looking into jobs back into retail. And, you know, right. so now I've made my decision that I'm not going to be looking into this industry. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel you there because, you know, in my personal opinion, I have worked in retail as well. Um, I used to work in retail over in Livermore. I was working that, you know, 13, 25 an hour part-time job. Um, And people were like really mean to me. Um, You know, for example, like I had one person tell me I didn't know how to read because I wouldn't give them like a refund for something that they bought discounted. And so they wanted me to refund them the original price rather than the discounted price that they had bought it for. And then I was like, I don't think I can do that. They were like, well, I don't think you know how to read. And I was like, okay, that's fine. It's a little mean, but that's fine. Um, And then I even had one person actually ask me to go get a different, one of my coworkers of a lighter complexion to make that customer feel more like related to. And I was like, bruh, I'm half white. Like, but that's fine. That's fine. Right. And so like, Knowing that experience, I guess, for me, you know, I know very well that $13 an hour sometimes doesn't really feel enough or does not feel like it is enough for the stuff that retail or customer service workers have to kind of go through. Um, do you have any experience in customer service? Oh, yeah. Um, so my, <laughs> the last job before working for the press, I was the general manager of a nightclub in San Jose. Fun. Um, so, um, and as a person... In position, I had to wear a lot of hats, probably more hats than one person should have worn. Mm-hmm. Um, general manager, trivia host, karaoke host, you know, uh, bartender, you know, if there's no barbacks, you're barbacking, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, but more importantly is is face-to-face customer service resolution. Um, so if there was fights, somebody got the wrong drink, somebody said that they, you know, didn't get the change for a $100 bill. Well, there's a lot of... Um, decision making and also a lot of uh investigating behind a lot a lot of that um in terms of you know just that customer service aspect you have to be prepared to you know be a yes man um in in many situations however 
you know the adage, the customer's always right. Mm-hmm. I actually don't believe in that. I don't either. Because, but <laughs> because, uh, yeah, the customer can be right. But then there's also something called policy, company policy. Mm. And you have to follow these policies. So does the customer. Mm. Right. We don't write these policies. That's what upper management is for. Right. That's what that's, you know, that's what investors are make it for. Yeah. That's why some people like to ask for the manager, you know, because their problems not with you. Their problems with the policy. And thus it's the manager's right. problem. And, that was my favorite and thing. A lot of <laughs> and a lot of the employees these days, you know, they are they're they are facing, um, you know, having to be put in a position where they have to reiterate a policy they might may or may not understand. Mm. Um, and the more importantly, a really good example is the mask wearing policy mm-hmm. right so because of covid here we are um you know having to be employee and enforcer mm-hmm. of this policy well they don't get paid enough for that um they, you know or and or they're probably not even trained well enough for that role uh that's where the management has to really step in mm-hmm. you know and and a lot of the times 90 percent of why people quit is because of poor leadership poor management you know, and, and, you know, just how and how the company takes care of their, and their employees. Right, right. So it's this idea of, you know, not just having like good wages, for example, but also making sure that you have good management to kind of help and try and resolve a company's issues with like the labor shortage and having trouble like getting people to apply. And stuff. Right. I mean, so if you're looking to come back to a job, well, right now, a lot of people are reevaluating. Is this job still right for me? Mm-hmm. They had a whole, you know, and when we entered into um, quarantine, 16 months ago, mm-hmm. people were told, you know, maybe this will last about one to three months. Well, here we are 16 months later, and we're still feeling the ripples of, you know, uh, quarantine. Uh, and now that businesses are opening up again, it does. It's there's not an exact boom of people trying to get their jobs back. Right. Because they've actually had taken that year to step back, look at the bigger picture, and be like, and ask them, ask a few questions. Is this job still right for me? Am I ready to put myself back into a position of responsibility? Am I, you know, um, can I get something better out of this? Right. Yeah. And you think like, even with the idea of businesses opening up, the fact that there's that Delta variant now that's coming up and people are talking about how now they're saying you have to wear masks indoors again. um, And they're just saying it's going to be like another lockdown. I don't even think we can call it a second lockdown. It might be like third or fourth at this point. Um, But with that as well, that's probably another factor that businesses are going to have to kind of keep their eye on as they're, you know, trying to open back up and get more employees and work on how they're going to be budgeting things for this like next quarter and next two quarters probably. Um, But so because things are so difficult for businesses right now, um, Andy and I would like to share with you all some media and marketing tips for local businesses. So, you know, Andrew, what are some tips that you might have when it comes to what businesses can do, you know, via media or advertising to kind of, you know, compensate for things like the labor shortage? So in terms of social media, all those, all these platforms, I mean, businesses can adapt to them in a few ways. Um, and one is to stay on top of what's trending in social media and the news, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, listen for those hot button words. By doing this, you'll be able to make more informed decisions on how to create your content and how to direct them to the, your right demographic. Right, right, right. Um, another one is always watch and read your competition's ads. Um, you know, no matter if it's a drink special, a shoe sale, or, you know, or just a motivational ad, this will be a big tell-all on how your competition is adapting themselves. 
Right. right. Kind of seeing like what trends are they following that you might want to consider following because you're in the same industry That's type correct. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, create your content with purpose. Uh, this is not <laughs> new. This is this is still probably the number one rule in content creation and mm-hmm. advertising. It's, uh, you know, um, you want your media to capture, inspire, and sell all at the same time. Right. Right. Um, and then... Finally, for me, it's don't stop creating. I'm a creator. I can't stop creating. Creating for me is a 24-hour job, mm-hmm. right? Um, you'll want to write down all your ideas that come to mind. Um, always photo and film uh, your brand or products wherever they may be. Um, always have a stock of B-roll and A-roll uh, if you're a videographer, as well as um, just save things. Mm-hmm. You know, these things can be used for later use. You know, for later advertising, mm-hmm. or or if you just want to post something on social media. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And I think if I were to try and like add on some tips, you know, from the perspective of being a social media manager specifically, I think I would say, you know, is one, you should post at least once a day because this is able to maintain relevancy. And if you can't post once a day because you don't have enough content, either make a plan on a type of marketing campaign you can use to make create more content or post every other day during the week. And what this will do is it'll just make sure that one, it becomes a consistent schedule for you and your clients. And it also makes it so this way you are once again able to maintain that relevancy and positive exposure. Um, next, I think that you should let people get to know your staff through social media. Um, I always suggest this to people when they're trying to decide what type of content they want to try and publish is that, you know, people do not buy the what when they are purchasing a product. They buy the why. They buy the story behind it. If you are able to convince a customer that there is a purpose and a story behind what it is that you are trying to sell, it is more likely that you will build a customer loyalty and have a larger customer lifetime value if you are able to sell that why rather than just the what. And I think letting people get to know your staff and doing those, you know, staff features through your social media as a way to do that. Um, And then lastly, I think that I think you should utilize both written and visual content. And, you know, I was recently, you know, just like reading up on some social media, uh, like information and like information books, because I'm boring like that. I like to read information books about social media marketing. But anyways, um, I think that it is a very good idea to have a blog and to utilize it and have that written content along with your normal media content. So overall, you know, TLDR from all of this is that your goal is to get plenty of positive exposure in which you are able to thus build your client basis. So talking about exposure, I'm actually excited to tell you all about our brand new program from the press, our monthly media highlight. Uh, there's a lot involved, but basically the t- the press is starting a monthly feature drawing where local businesses, creators, artists, and entrepreneurs can submit profiles of their business or product. And once a month, Andy and I will choose one profile to get a free feature on our social media. So Andy, tell me a little bit more about this feature competition. So the goal here is to encourage new businesses to uh, present their brand, product, and or service uh, to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, And our job is to help them get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to do this you know, you know, to really help encourage businesses to not be afraid into investing their time and, you know, into learning how to expose themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, their business and and, uh, get that uh, following that they're looking for. Right. Okay. So for this highlight, 
when will people be able to apply? Well, we have our first one, and we're hoping to get that out in a few weeks. Um, so what month are we in? We are in July. July. <laughs> so probably um, do our first drawing in August. Right. Okay. So you're thinking probably between like August 1st and 15th is when that window would be open for people to apply? Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. Okay. And so how many profiles are we going to be accepting for consideration each month? Uh, we're looking about maybe 10 to 15 profiles each month. And this is just to get us started with building interest and also making sure that we're vetting a lot of our Okay. okay. And so then, you know, when it comes to those profiles, you know, say a person makes it into the profile consideration and they go, don't get chosen or a person didn't make it into the previous month's, you know, uh, consideration list. Uh, what happens when they are not chosen? So if they don't get chosen, doesn't mean that they're out. Mm-hmm. They can absolutely re-enter uh, into the uh, drawing again. And that's important because we don't want people to give up on their you know, mm-hmm. on their time and, and also, you know, a chance to to learn about visual media and also uh, social media and how, how important that's become in today's world. Right. Okay. And then so what are the standards for businesses to qualify for the monthly media highlight? Uh, so they have to be at least uh, within business within about two years. Okay. Um, they don't need to have any employees. They just need to have a product, a service, and a brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Um, if they haven't already been advertising with the press or if they're not currently advertising with the press, that's actually. Okay. And so then lastly is who can a business owner contact and how, if they have more questions about this highlight. So you can contact me at sales one at brentwoodpress.com. <laughs> I had forgot if that was a .net or .com, but uh, so that, <laughs> again, that's sales one at brentwoodpress.com. Uh, you could also, Call me at uh, 925-813-0958, and um, I'll be happy to answer any questions. All right. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So that's it for today's episode of Clocked In with the Press. What are your thoughts on the labor shortage? Do you think fast food and retail workers are paid enough? What kind of business would you run if you had the chance? Make sure to tell us your thoughts on our Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn or on Facebook at ThePress.net. You can also stay updated on East Contra Costa County news at www.thepress.net. Thank you for your time, and I can't wait to speak to you next week, as there are a million people with a million stories, and I plan to talk about them one episode at a time. I'm your host, Caitlin Gleason, clocking out. (laughs) 